Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. And we continue learning Rabbi Yoyna on Pirkei Avais. We are middle of the 13th Mishnah. Rabbi Akiva is talking, and he just taught us that Tzchayik and Kalos Raish could bring one to Erva, whereas perhaps we'll call it on the flip side, the Misaira is this yug for the Taira. Maestrois is this yug for wealth. And now we continue in the Mishnah, in which it teaches us that Nidarim are siyag leprecious. They're making Nidarim, making vows. They are the siyag, they are the fence, they are the boundary for precious. What does that mean? Explains Rabbi Yoyna that a precious, he mida el Yoyna. That precious is a high and a lofty mida of a common mightless And there's many levels in order to reach a Kedarminan. As the Gemara of Adesar teaches us, Nikios, maybe to the Prishos. First, you need Nikios. First, you need to be clean. And what happens when you're clean? Then you could be separate from this world. And even the items which are mutter, even the items which are permissible, eating, drinking, having marital relationships. Also, other sorts of pleasures which are permissible. And separating oneself from the shayrish, the root of all chaymer, all materialism. Coming close to the neshama, coming close to the soul, and all the main components of all spirituality and holiness. Brings a person closer to Hashem. What does it mean to separate from things relating to food? So you eat a little bit to order to sustain yourself. She to be healthy. And to reform the work of Hashem. Or you just drink enough to get rid of your thirst. You don't get drunk. And and you don't lose control, even in the privacy of your own home. What does it mean that you don't have marital relationships for pleasure? Only to fulfill the mitzvah. This is the level called precious. That you don't have any intent to get benefit from this world. And now there's a second benefit. You can separate yourself from sin. Because when you have the incredible urge of the Yitzharah, to do an Avera, you ever believe what you tell in your heart? I don't even do this easy things. I don't even do the permissible things. How could I do To sin to my father in heaven all the days that and this saves a person from sinning. So we see the dual benefit of precious, which is separating even from the permissible things, which is number one, the only performing everything for um, the correct purposes for Hashem. And number two, it ends up resulting that you'll do less Averis. But continues, Rabbi Yain on the flip side, when it comes closer to the root of all nature, of all physicality, and he draws himself after all his pleasures, even if he doesn't do anything else, there's a hechsher, it's all kosher, he didn't do an avira, so what's the problem? Nimsa, you know what happens, says it pulls him away from the root of spirituality, his neshama and its root, 
And it pulls him away further and further from his neshama. It pulls him away and it pulls him towards all physicalities, all materialism, and it destroys the roots. That what happens? Immorality and wine, what do they do? They take the hearts. That means it destroys your mind. Therefore, the Mishnah is giving us advice. One is unable to control himself, and he's attracted to all pleasures. He's attracted to all pleasures. We'll say how, diff- how, this, much to- how this talks to us nowadays, so many pleasures of the whole world is seeking pleasures and seeking materialism. What should you do? Linder neder liyamim. You should make a neder for a short amount of time. Lamer, you should say, because for a short amount of time, I'm not going to eat and I'm not going to drink. Only a specific amount. Or let's ask with Avra Mutter. Or find something that is Mutter and say, I'm not going to have it. The Hergul Yishloi to love. What happens? Habit takes over. You're being Mekayim Yonadar. You decide, I'm not going to have meat. On X day, all I'm gonna have is chicken. And what happens is when you're fulfilling your nether nimsa, manig is Now you're controlling yourself. Now you're directing yourself to take control of Yitzharah. what happens? From here comes precious. We've all learned together. One who eats, one who eats in the state of purity is called. Separate. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, I, I jumped the gun over there. Even if you're unable to eat in a state of spirituality for a whole shata, still, eat in such a state for seven days. Why? Because once you eat in the state of purity for seven days, you get the name, you are labeled a parish. You should only do this if you find your Yitzhahara grabbing hold of you. Because the neder is like a refua. It's a healing. But if you could do it without the neder, if you don't need the medicine... Says you shall me. There's enough things, sir. And probably every single person nowadays is in this category. That of course the itara is so strong. The temptations of the world and the lures of society try to threaten to overcome him. Yes, great fences. To conquer then it pulls him back to the middle. Mashal Arayfe, a doctor. He sees a little bit of a sickness. What does he do? Take a little medicine, no big deal. But what happens when the sickness gets worse? Then you need a stronger medicine. And then after you take the stronger medicine, then you take an easier thing that hold you at that level. So the same way, sometimes you need the stronger medicines to bring you back to the middle, and then you can continue 
with easier medications. And with this, we conclude Rabbi Niyayna. This is what it means. It doesn't say a Shavua. Why? Because a Shavua makes something also right away. Means that's That's not a bet fence. Right away, you stop. What's a nether? A nether is not that I have in front of me the piece of steak and I say, I'm not going to eat it. That's a shavua. What's a nether? He says, If I'm going to eat this, then I'm going to get a repercussion. Then it's offense. I'm keeping myself away from such a thing. So if I come to eat meat, then I'm going to have this repercussion. It's potential to happen, but it gives you like a kinas almost. person says, if I overindulge, a person can't stop, and he knows that he gets grabbed by certain temptations, he gets grabbed by certain foods. So he says, if I end up eating that, then I'll give $100 to Sadaqah. That's a nether. You could you could transgress it, and then you'll get that kenas. Should be have kavana. I mean, Of course, you always want to say belay neder. And of course, just to add on one word. There's a concept called the tainus arrived. Tainus arrived is when one is eating, he leaves over one bit of food. You're having a hamburger, you leave over the last bite. You're having a bowl of noodles, you leave over the last bite. And what's the reason? It's a nether of sorts. So many wonder, what's the purpose? So now with this Rabbi Niyayna, we can understand it. Because what he's doing is, he's training his body that there are certain things I do not do. Ah, you're allowed to have that last bite. You're allowed to have that last spoonful. It's true. But if you train yourself, I'm not going to have that item. Slowly you overcome the Yitzhara. Now one more piece of Rabbi Niyayna. I know it's a little bit longer. Apologies, Yag. The fence for wisdom is silence. This is fence is beneficial in developing the midas of the chachma and being the midas and the midah itself. The midas he said, what does it mean for the midah itself? You don't enter into the words of your friend. What you don't hear, and you say, I didn't hear it. Being quiet cultivates this, that you don't come to bring yourself into other people's conversations. And what does it mean the Chachma, Kate said? Why is being quiet good for Chachma? You don't talk in front of someone greater than you. You're learning in front of your Rebbe and you see one Svar Kalacha. You don't think. And you don't jump to say it before the Rebbe finishes talking. And if you do that, you jump the gun. You lose what your Rebbe is going to teach you. Because your heart already is swaying. And your heart can't be so intent. You have to weigh everything. Is it proper? Okay, therefore, the Talmud in front of the Rebbe has to be quiet. Someone who's greater than you in wisdom. That's a siyog l'chachma. Why? If you think of something, but the Rebbe's still talking, and you're quiet, and you don't open your mouth until your Rebbe finishes talking, the svar is chiseled into your heart, then you can teach what your Rebbe heard, and then 
then your svar will be pure, will be clean. This is what Shalom says. We'll pick it up from the 14th Mishnah the next year. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.